Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Welcome into Take Command. I'm Craig Hoffman. He is Logan Paulson. And if you're watching us on YouTube, you see Logan. We're in the war room. It's mock draft time, (laughs) NFL draft. Coming up Thursday, you can listen to live coverage on the Team 980 following my radio show, which is, of course, each and every weekday afternoon from 4 to 7. We got Scott Jackson. We got Denton Day on the coverage. And Odyssey Sports also has a live digital show with Brian Baldinger and Jason Lockenford that you can watch on the Odyssey Sports YouTube page. So check that out uh, as you're driving around, as you're sitting at home, just fire it up uh, the YouTube app on your smart TV, and you can watch JLC and Baldy and the NFL Draft. But, Logan, we're going to do our, our second and final mock here. Uh, we're going to try to go through some of this pretty quickly, but obviously – batten down the hatches and spend some time on the decision that we leave for the commanders. We haven't done any work beforehand on this in terms of like setting stuff up. This is a live reaction. We're drafting from every team or for every team. Anything else you want to add before we get started and put Carolina on the clock? No, I think we can get to it. All right. Carolina Panthers are on the clock and there was this weird Reddit thread that apparently sent betting markets into a frenzy yesterday that uh, Will Levis has told friends and family that he's going to be the number one pick. I, I feel like we should probably put less stock in a Reddit thread. Um, I think this is still going to be Bryce Young. I think that's the right pick. I, any, well, any we, are we, are we, uh, so are we predicting this or are we just like, I think it's I, would part t- prediction, I would take Bryce part, Young here a hundred percent. I think, yes, if Will Levis goes there, like, let's just talk through that. Let's just play the drill. Will Levis goes one, Bryce Young goes two. Right. Yep. And I think the thing that gets spicy is if Bryce, uh, Bryce Young goes one, then what does Houston do? So I would go Bryce Young here if I'm Houston. But again, it's their, it's their future. They can do whatever they want. I think that's the wrong choice if they go Will Levis, but Bryce Young would be my pick. Yeah, no, I would go, I would go Bryce Young as well. And so I, I'm going to say we'll do like a bit of a hybrid. It's part prediction, part what we would do. Um, and I would say it's more prediction if there's something that's been widely reported, like the fact that Bryce Young has been the number one pick. Sometimes these things change the day of the draft, but we'll go Bryce Young and keep it moving. All right. Now Houston, this is where the draft gets interesting. Some reports in recent days. They're not as high on CJ Stroud. Uh, this I'm going to say, uh, what would you do situation if you're Houston? Because I honestly would really consider skipping the quarterback this year. Because even if they get the quarterback, I don't think they're going to be very good. And I'd rather have a shot at Drake May or Caleb Williams for next year. So I'd probably take the best player on the board, uh, but that's just me. Yeah, and I guess who's the best player on the board for you? Because, like, to me, when you look at the film, like, Jalen Carter's the guy who's the best player on the board. Like, and then can you separate that play? Can you separate his upside? Can you separate the work ethic? Can you separate the off the field stuff from that film? Because Will Anderson is the safe pick. And if you're a first-year head coach, are you going safe or are you going someone who, like, legitimately Jalen Carter has the highest upside kind of Pro Bowl potential of anybody in this draft. But obviously we know that he's kind of, he's a little bit of a, I don't want to say a screw up, but like, you know, he's had a tough couple of weeks and like there's rumors about his work ethic and the pro day and all that stuff. So, you know, if you're the GM here, new team, if you're the head coach, if you're D'Amico Ryan's like, and you don't want to go quarterback, which of those two guys do you go with? would be my question. I'm going to go Anderson and I'm going to do it as a culture play. Right. Yeah. I'm trying to establish a new culture and Anderson from everything I've heard. Well, no, he's not a traditional like big sack production number two overall pick. 
his character stuff is not just like better than Carter's uh, from what we've heard about Jalen Carter, but like would be better than most, no matter what draft picks or draft prospects we're talking about. He's a leader in that Alabama program. That's obviously had a ton of success in the same way that like John Allen has been here. Now, John is obviously also a phenomenal player as is Will Anderson. He's very, very good. Um, But I think I would go Anderson as kind of a culture play to see like, this is the guy who's going to be my signature draft pick and set sure. the tone for my new era if I'm D'Amico Ryans. And the other thing is, if you're not going defensive player here, right? If you're not going defensive player, do you, or, or if you are going defensive player here, do you trade back? Do you, and the other one, the other one I, I think we need to bring up here too is Tyree Wilson. The mm-hmm. more I read about Tyree Wilson, the more you're like, there just are not that many people on the face of earth that look like that. He's got the same wing, wingspan of the dude from the Bucks. Um Giannis. So the, yeah, it's the same wingspan. That's he's got nuts. a 6'11 wingspan. He's got 35 and three quarter inch arms. Everyone was talking about how freaky um what's his name was last year who went first overall. Trayvon Walker. Trayvon yeah. Walker, but this guy is freakier. He hasn't done the athletic testing, which I think would push him down. But if you're looking for like high upside plays, like is his name in the mix there? And if you really like him in your Houston, is there someone that could potentially trade back for you? I think it's a little weird that they said we're out on CJ Stroud because I want maybe the Colts to trade up, right? Um, but well, that was think- my other question is, do we yeah. engineer a trade here? Is there a team that wants Stroud and is like, please sign me up? Uh, I'm going to trade up. And that team would, would most likely be Indianapolis. I guess it could it could also be and again this the, we're just kind of working the drill. If you're looking for possibilities, Seattle's an interesting one because they have two first round picks. Mm-hmm. Detroit's also an interesting one because they have two first round picks. I mean, um, I think Vegas is interesting too because they need a quarterback. I kind of feel like they're and, just and do, they wanna, sit. do they want to do they want to jump? You know, Indianapolis. Yes. Yeah. I don't know. I I, I don't know. I, the thing to me is like because Houston has said they are out on quarterback. Why would I trade up? Because Arizona's not taking one, you know? So unless you're Las right. Vegas and you need to get past, uh, you need to get past Indianapolis. I don't, I'm not buying that. Well, that's the thing is I, I think if you're Houston, you want Indy on the phone to say, Hey, we want to come up and make sure if they really like Stroud, can we come up and get our guy? And then you can call the other teams and be like, Hey, if you want Stroud, like Indy's going to come get him. So yeah. you better, you better trade up. What do you yeah. think? What What do we ultimately do here? Because I do think this, and we kind of kind of have the same discussion about Arizona next. Yeah, I think it's so just for simplicity, because I'm not sure I could see somebody trading up, given what Houston has said. Um, I and would we also, probably, by the way, have they officially said they're definitely not taking Stroud, or they just no, they haven't smoke, said that, right? Like, there's a lot yeah. of smoke that's out there that they're not in on Stroud, but there's still a very high possibility that Stroud's a second pick. Yeah, no, I get you. So. I would probably go Will Anderson too if okay. I couldn't get a trade. If I couldn't get a trade engineered, I would I would draft Will Anderson. All right, let's go Will Anderson at two. All right, uh, that leaves number three. Jalen Carter's certainly interesting. Is is the high player on the board? Um, yeah. You know, could Devin Witherspoon go yeah. that high? Uh, probably not, but who knows? Um, you know, does is this where the trade for a quarterback happens? A team jumping up to either take Stroud, Levis, or Anthony Richardson starts entering the equation as well. I thought it was really interesting. Uh, Bruce Feldman wrote a piece in the athletic uh, NFL draft confidential where there are a ton of coaches that really like Anthony Richardson, obviously the physical talent, but basically the quote that keeps sticking with me, Logan is he's a really good kid that wants to be great. Mm. And like, if he's got, if he's got the work ethic and the character and like his motions better than a lot of people, I think give it credit for, you know, you start watching the tape and uh, you know, some of the the numbers don't exactly hold because he's got a, a lot of drops or, you know, receivers that do dumb stuff. And it's like, well, yeah, he completed 35% against Florida state, but he would have been, you know, 50 with another hundred and whatever yards and two more touchdowns. If receivers had just dropped balls that were in the bread basket yeah, or hadn't him, dropped yeah. balls. So like, Richardson becomes a, a really interesting interesting guy to keep an eye on as well because we've never seen the physical talent before. And if yeah. coaches really start to like him, you know, could he jump Stroud? Could he jump? I mean, in a lot of places, I think he already has jumped Levis, but, um, you know, could someone jump Indianapolis where he's been targeted a lot because of Jane Steich, or Shane Steichen's success with Jalen Hurts? And, and could we see the trade here? Yeah, I mean, that's that would be the one. I was just trying to think who would – possibly want to trade up i mean can you scroll down who's 10 uh, philly's 10 philly's 10 um 
Tennessee potentially to three. I think that would be a huge lift by them and, you know, kind of signal they're in a total rebuild. Um, but I, I do think the other ones, to, you know, like Seattle and Detroit here and to an extent, uh, Vegas, like they've got the perfect situation for Richardson because he yeah. doesn't have to start immediately. Seattle <laughs> has Gino. Detroit has golf. Uh, you know, Vegas has Jimmy. So yeah. those are ideal situations. I mean, look, Atlanta, um, they're apparently sold on Ritter, but can you imagine a better quarterback for their system right. than Anthony Richardson? Yeah, Atlanta would be awesome if they could trade up. I think it's just going to be really expensive to do that. And for Atlanta, <laughs> they have a lot of holes, you know. For a team like Detroit, that's that seems very compelling to me. Can you trade up if you really think he's the guy? And again, I don't know the evaluations here, but I like the idea of him sitting behind golf for a year. I do like that. The question is, like, if if this is how the board goes, and maybe you don't want to risk it, but if C.J. Stroud's on the board, I think Indianapolis is going to take C.J. Stroud. I would bet that, right? And then mm. I don't think Seattle's going to – they don't need to take a quarterback. Detroit doesn't need to take a quarterback, right? He's going to be in that mix there. So do I need to trade all the way up to three to make sure I get the guy I want? Would be my question. But what is the uh, – what's what, what are we looking here for trade compensation? So – They've got Vegas has seven and 38. Um, and you know, trade will likely be accepted if you just do those allegedly, according to PFF's model, which is what we're using here. Mm-hmm. If I'm Arizona at three, I think I could probably get like next year's second, a 2024 second. Let's see, 2024 first, not going to happen, but a 2024 second out of this as well. Yeah. So, and even if I have to tack on my, you know, final pick or whatever, you know, a 2024 seventh, whatever. Um, yeah. If we want, do we want to pull this, this trade off for Vegas uh, and then go Richardson or do we, do we just play it out with Arizona and make a pick at three? Uh, you know, on draft day, I do think this is going to play out. I think the hard thing I'm having here is that it literally could be any of those kind of three teams, four teams, Seattle, Detroit, Vegas, Atlanta, and any one of them would trade up. And I think they would all be trading up for Anthony Richardson at this point. Yeah. Um, and so that, that's kind of why I'm having a hard time. Like I hate, like part of me hates Vegas for this because I don't think it's a good, I don't think Daniels is going to be a good, McDaniels is going to be a good developmental place for him because of that offense. I love Detroit. I love Seattle. Well, for here's him, the thing I though. Like we could, we could have Vegas trade up and take Stroud too. That is like, true. That is yeah. the, the oddity compared to a lot of mock drafts is we put Anderson two, and now all of a sudden Stroud's on the board at three. And that's why and you I know, feel like there's going to be something that happens. Here. And you brought this up to me the other day. And I think this is really interesting. Like if you think Jalen Carter is like a generational type talent, like how many first round picks are you willing to give up to, to move out of that spot? If you think it's the guy. So part of me, let's just do that. Let's just get a quarterback to slide here a little bit just for fun. Let's uh, let's pick Jalen Carter here, and then uh, we'll, we'll get into the craziness after that just to see how, how we get into it. All right, so now we got young Anderson Carter, and now the Colts are on the clock at four with their pick of Stroud, Richardson, or Levis if they want to go right. quarterback, which they most certainly do. And who would you go with here? I think they probably go with Stroud, um, but Doesn't I could also see way? Richardson. Yeah, I, I would say I would say Stroud too because he's got to play. He's got to play right now, and if there's a guy who's going to be more ready, it's going to be him. But again, you mentioned the the Steichen thing, and I think that's a very compelling argument. He's made it work with guys who are not the most polished passers. Um, let's go Richardson here. I like Richardson. Okay, so Stroud starts to fall all of a sudden. Anthony Richardson four, and now Seattle's on the clock. They could take Stroud if they wanted to go quarterback. But I I tend to think that Pete Carroll is going to look at what Geno did last year where they you know are fighting for the playoffs all yeah. the way. Until they, did they make the playoffs? Were they really the last team in? I think uh, so. I think right? they were, yeah. So if if they've got Geno and they've got this pick and another one, um, and by the way, there's a higher chance that Levis slides because now Stroud is still on the board, I tend yeah. to think they go somewhere else here. Um, whether yeah. that is, you know, Witherspoon, whether that is, I think, Ty- I think Tyree Wilson here is really interesting because again, like talk about teams that just kind of zig when everyone else is zagging, you know, like they are not, they, they kind of beat that march to the beat of their own drummer. And I could see yeah. them playing the upside here of Tyree Wilson. And I know PFF is not overly high on him. Like you, I listen to all their stuff. They don't love him, but 
you just don't see guys like this very often. And you could say, well, he hasn't tested, so you don't know how freaky he is. He's got a broken foot, uh, so he hasn't been able to do any like jumps or 40s or anything like that. But golly, like you just say, if he gets coached up a little bit in the right way, like he could be a difference maker. And I think knowing Seattle has another pick later in the in the draft, right? I think they probably go this they direction. Can, they can afford to take a swing. You miss on one, you. you get and again, let me just later. let me just say this real quick because I think this is good analysis is. I don't love Tyree Wilson as a player. He's a one-hit wonder as a you know in terms of production this last year. He's an older guy. He's 24, I think, going to be 25 this year. It's you're you're betting entirely on upside, and I think if you have two first-round picks, you feel comfortable betting on upside. I yeah. think what I will say about a guy who's 24 will be 25 betting on upside is I don't like that bet yeah, because I guess like he's already point. closer to his ceiling based off his age. It's the same thing yeah. we talked about with Hendon Hooker. Yeah, and I think the other one that would be interesting here, just because it's totally like a Seattle like crazy pick, would be like Nolan Smith because they drafted Bruce Irving in the first round. He was projected to be a third round pick. They value that speed, twitchy mm-hmm. edge rusher. I don't think that's going to happen. But again, like if they did that, I would be like, oh, that's like a very Seattle thing to do. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, oh, cool. Yeah, you know, I think I think Tyree Wilson, I think Tyree Wilson's the guy here. But again, there's a lot of risk associated with this pick. I think. Okay, let's go Tyree Wilson at the pick. So now we still got Stroud on the board. Vegas picking. That seems obvious. No, uh, uh, Detroit's picking. Detroit's picking, sorry. Um, Here, they could go Stroud too because they have another pick later. I I personally think... Golly, you know, if you had a if you had golf here, you know, and you said, oh, golf's going to be here for two more years. Stroud can sit. Everyone's feeling good. Although I do think that they probably go, hey, we we, we traded our starting corner, the guy who started for us last year to Atlanta. Devin Witherspoon feels like a like a Campbell guy all yeah. the way, a Dan Campbell guy. Like I also think they through. like Jared Goff more than the media does. I so think like, I, that's totally reasonable. I think that's fine. That offensive coordinator there does a great job of putting him in good situations, giving him easy reads. He played good football last year. So I think that's interesting. I know people don't like Peter Skaronsky, this guy. I think a guard for them would be interesting because their interior was not great. Their edges are great. So if you could find a pick to shore that up, I think that would be pretty nice. I just think I really like Devin Witherspoon. I think he's a playmaker. Um, I don't know, Craig, what do you think? Guard or? That's, or I mean, I, I agree with that. I think corner is the play here um, with Witherspoon after they get rid of Okuda. But I I think, you know, just to circle back to the quarterback point with them, like Jared Goff was the second or third best quarterback in the NFC last year. Right. It was Hurts and then either him or Cousins. Now, again, that's not a terribly high bar compared to like what's going on in the AFC. But like Jared Goff damn near got them to the playoffs last year. And they had some weird stuff happen earlier in the season. I, I think from a leadership standpoint, they like him. Like a talent standpoint, they like him. He's still not that old. Um, I know he, he's expensive, but he's not as expensive as he was when he signed the deal because the cap has jumped so much. So right. I think they like Jared Goff and feel like they can win with him. And I think they're much more apt to surround him with good players than to replace him uh, with where they are right now. So I'm going to, I say we go Witherspoon here. Yeah, I think so too. But also just like another quick point, this is where that evaluation comes in. If CJ Stroud's your number one player, this is where like our evaluations, sure. I agree with you a whole hundred percent. I'm not sold on CJ Stroud. You know, he's a tier, you know, one, two player for me. Like, I have my reservations. But if they love him, I could see them doing this. But, yeah, I would go Witherspoon here, I think. All right, Witherspoon it is. All right, Vegas on the clock. Do they go Stroud? Oh, God. I mean, what do you think? Like, <laughs> I don't know, man. It's it's so challenging. And because quarterback is so valuable, it's such a valuable piece of the puzzle, I think. And, you know, they have Jimmy Garoppolo, a guy who's never really played a full season. Good player when he's healthy, but not often healthy. Um, I kind of want to see Stroud slide a little bit, see how it affects everything. Because I think this is, an, this is a real possibility. You know, like there's a little bit of smoke around C.J. Stroud. Yeah, there's he nothing we've done so far that's crazy. I know. It doesn't feel that way. And, and I think, you know, um, who are the defensive players on the board right now? Um, Skaronsky's obviously here. I like Skaronsky quite a bit. Um, are those, so who's the so who's the next defensive guy? Is it Cansey for them? Uh, for, according to PFF's board, yeah. I yeah, mean, Gonzalez Cansey. is. They're really high on Cansey. Do you think they would go that high though? No, I don't think they would go that high. Um, and at this point, too, by the way, I mean, I think it's worth mentioning. Like now, do we talk about Tennessee trading up? Right, like now because yeah, you know, Cansey at I, eleven I would, is is way less crazy. 
I would trade him. I would trade up here. I think if if I was if I was Tennessee, I needed a quarterback of the future. That's something I would definitely kick on because it's not that far. You know, yeah, it's not that far. It's way more reasonable. Yeah, I would that. I I like that idea, Craig, a lot. Let's do that. Okay, and we like that more than like Houston. And according to PFF, in this little scenario, they've got the Texans, Patriots, and Vikings as teams interested in trading up. Um, we can obviously do our own thing. And the Texans, wait, say it again. Texans, Texans, Patriots, Vikings. Um, Interesting. Oh, you know, Vikings for a quarterback. I got you. Yeah, I, I would say. I mean, why not Tennessee? Why? I mean, I, I don't. Reason? I don't. There, no reason. No reason at all. <laughs> yeah, let's um, do it. All right, so we've got. Then pick 11 for pick seven. Uh, if we add a second, it's still going to be expensive. Can we get a, Ooh, this is going to be expensive. Uh, to trade up. You think? Yeah. Let's see if we do. Wow. No, How... it's gotta be broken here. It's not working. There's, there's no way. What are we? You're missing something here. Select a player. We're having an issue with the uh, draft tracker. There we go. Uh, they are not interested in trading for this pick. 11. It's saying that 10. Oh, it's just not. Okay. We're going to, they're just saying, Hey, like we're not, we're not interested. Tennessee. Is I not, see. We're going to, we're going to have to override this. So what do we think the actual. No, no, no. I know if, but this could happen too. Right. And if there's a reason that they're doing this, it's because they probably want a quarterback. Right? If, right. if that's how that works. So, um, so I say we go. Eleven forty-one, and is the second round or next year necessary at that point? We're gonna have to force this trade. So you yeah, know. I'd, I'd go. I'd say I'd say they might want a yeah a future first potentially even like they, this is a this is a big move for them. Yeah, geez, this is crazy. Is that is that too I much? I think that's 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 probably reasonable. I think. So first swap first this year, add the first next year, and this year second. And you might want to get another pick out of that if you're. Um, Vegas. I, I don't think they do this now that I'm looking at it. Honestly, like and this is good. This is a good process. I don't think they do this. Tennessee, one player is not worth it. I don't think for for this. So I would say if they want to do this, let's have um, Vegas pick CJ Stroud here. I would do that. Okay. All right. There we go. CJ Stroud. Uh, or someone's going to leave a comment on YouTube saying, Hoffman, you're so dumb. How could you possibly not work the trade thing? Um, <laughs> all right. That gets us to Atlanta. Uh, Atlanta, according to PFF has the need of quarterback wide receiver and edge. Um, you've got Levis on the board, but that doesn't seem to be a fit for them. And I, if they've got Ritter already there, like, unless you edge. love Levis, no thanks. Who are the edge players available right now? It's like, um, Miles well, Murphy. I also like, what's their offensive line situation? They re-signed McGarry is a guy like Skaronsky McGarry, obviously there. they, uh, they drafted, they have uh, Lindstrom who was the best guard in football last year. I know they're looking for some pass rush juice. Yeah, uh, so they've got Nolan for... Smith, Miles Murphy. I mean, the guy that also that has been mocked to them relentlessly is Christian, Christian Gonzalez, the corner. And I, and I actually like that fit here. I think they're, they're looking for better to get better on defense. So I guess let's if you're working the drill, who are they going to draft here? I don't think Kalijah Kansi is going to fit with them. I think this is a little high for him. Yeah. He would be a nice coupling with, uh, you know, Grady Jarrett, the, the awesome three technique they have. But he's not going to be able to play on first and second down, so too high. Edge rusher, you know, seems a little high for any of the guys remaining on the board. Uh, corner seems nice. And offensive line is kind of where you'd go here, I think. Uh, another interesting one I know people have talked about is Bijan Robinson here. Yeah. Um, because they run the ball so much. But I I'm don't not, hate that, to be honest. I know you don't hate it, but I hate it because I don't think <laughs> – I think running back value in the first round is pretty bad. Um, generally, even for Bijan Robinson. So I'd go guard or corner here. I'll let you make the call. Uh, I'll go Christian Gonzalez because that's who's been mocked there the most. Um so this next pick is easy, baby. You go Skaronsky for Chicago. Skaronsky for Chicago. I North, mean, Northwestern kid just going down into the city. Good and I think him. like he fits multiple spots, gives you some flexibility, lets you get the best people on the field. Um, obviously, Philadelphia is on the clock at 10. Bijan Robinson is interesting. Um, I think Cansey here is really interesting. I, I do. Nolan Smith is interesting. Lucas Van Ness is interesting. How, how does Cansey pair with uh, Jordan Davis, the kid they took last year? I think he's an excellent compliment. I think like he's a guy that this is a little bit of a luxury pick. You know, they're they're Hargrave, they're awesome three technique who had nine sacks last year, departs and leaves for San Francisco. He would replace that role. I also think Paris Johnson might be a little high here, but I think Paris Johnson playing right guard for them fills an immediate need. And then when Lane Johnson retires next year or two years from now, he can move into tackle. So um and I think 
<clears throat> I think that might actually be the way I go. Just know it's either to me it's Cansey or and Cansey's a little high. I would probably go Paris Johnson here, just based on my tiered system. I would say Paris Johnson to Philly feels like the right fit to me. Interesting, interesting. And he's a guy you that you think can play. I haven't heard anybody say that like Paris Johnson sliding into guard is a is a thing. So um, he played guard and so he played guard uh in 2021. He started a guard the whole year, got right it. guard, then moved to left tackle in 2022. So he does have a lot of position flex, plays all over the oh, There line. you go. Right guard, yeah. 768 snaps. Yeah. So he, he's he's a good football player and I think, you know, when you're looking for upside guys like his upside's through the roof. They have an offensive line coach there that is excellent at developing talent. To me yeah, this let's do it. feels like the right thing. All right, Paris Johnson to 10. Hey, everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. If you're Tennessee, you're kind of at the end of good football players now. So, well, right. And then you get to do you just go Levis? Um, and, and oh yeah, quarterback that's a problem. great point. That's a great point. Um, let me look at my tiered system real quick. But I do think that um, you know Smith and Jigba has been a guy that's been rumored a lot here. Uh, Houston, no, Smith and Jigba twelve is like the the most common one. Um, but I've seen that for sure. Um, and then they also are trying to rebuild their offensive line. Um, yeah, so is, is a Broderick Jones or someone like that on the board here for, or Darnell Wright even, um, on the board for Tennessee. It is kind of a funny thing, uh, Logan, that you do wind up with some like regional bias. I know. And you'd think that that wouldn't happen, but like the kid out of Tennessee going to the Titans right. happens way more than you'd think. Right. Um, even to the point that like, Will McDonald keeps getting who Iowa State. I know a lot of DC folks might not necessarily be up on their Midwest geography, but like Iowa State's not that far from Kansas City, and he's being mopped to Kansas City relentlessly. The yeah. Panthers have taken a ton of UNC kids over the years, like right. it just and Clemson and South Carolina kids over the years. Like it just happens. Not saying that we yeah. have to then go Tennessee, uh, you know, Darnell Wright here just because of that, but it is kind of a funky thing that tends to happen a lot. Yeah, so the way I have my tiered system set up, like right now, <clears throat> after the eighth pick, we have exhausted all of my tier one players. So we're in tier two, and if you're in tier two, like if you're Tennessee looking for value, you want to trade back. The problem is that every single other team on this list is also looking for value. So to me, I think they're kind of in a position where they have to take best player available. And based on what, what is on here, like the kind of names you're talking about are like Dalton Kincaid, Jackson Smith and Jigba, the three tackles you just mentioned, Lucas Van Ness, um, Nolan Smith, Kalijah Cansey, Deontay Banks, Joey Porter Jr. and Brian Branch are names that I have in tier two. And all of those names seem a little high for me right now. So let me ask you this. Do you think the Patriots could draft a quarterback in the first round? Do I think they could? I think yeah. they definitely could, yeah. So do we trade this pick to the Patriots to come up and get Levis? Oh, that would be wild. Um, yeah. I mean, do you think that's something that they want to do? It's, you know, Doug, uh, is that – Oh, you know what would be a trip is if Tennessee trades Derrick Henry and then drafts B. John Robinson. That would be a trip. But I think that's entirely possible. Um, yeah, I don't. I hate this pick. I hate it. If we didn't have to make it, if we could sim it, I would say let's sim it because I don't really want to do it. Are you trading? I think we might do a trade. Yeah. Just, so just if you fun. go 14 and let's see. Nope. Uh, 14 <laughs> and, and 76 for 11. Okay. 
Uh, let's offer trade. Trade has been accepted. accepted. So now we got New England taking Will Levis at 11. All right. I buy Done. that. That seems, right. I know that seems weird, but like it's entirely possible. It just, I think, I think I just want to do something wacky for Belichick because it feels like a Belichickian thing to do. Yeah. Even though it isn't like trading up, like he might trade up for a quarterback. Um, all right. So, um, here, yeah, I think they might go receiver here. You drive your I think, yeah, I think Jackson Smith and Jigba uh, is is the play here. Um, but hilariously, we were one pick away. Well, I guess no, Stroud Stroud went seven. Um, but like, we almost didn't put Stroud at seven. And if he just continues to fall down the board, like yeah. he can somehow mess around and get him at twelve. Um, I think that's possible. I think Jackson Smith and Jigba has been the guy who's been linked here a ton. Um, yeah. I say we just go with it, keep it moving, simplicity's sake. Yeah, I mean, I also just – I like Quentin Johnson a lot as a true X. I think he's got – you know, he's, he, there's a lot of holes in his game, so they might go that way because they don't really have a true X. But, you know, based on this board, based on my evaluation, he's a Tier 2 player. Take a Tier 2 player. Jackson Smith and Jigba to Houston. All right, Green Bay now on the clock with what was the Jets pick. Finally, the Aaron Rodgers trade goes through yesterday. Uh, they – you know, they've got quarterback listed as a need. No, thanks. They're going to go Jordan Love, and I think they're going to try to give Jordan Love weapons. Kincaid got mocked to them a lot at 15. Yeah. Um, it is, just seems is, way too high. Just I know you're not the biggest Kincaid guy no, either. I love Kincaid, but, you know, back injury and then the tight end value later in this draft, like you're going to get a starter in the second round if you want. And, you know, and like they now it, have multiple seconds. Yeah. So, I mean, to me, it's like, what is the, what is the most valuable position here? Um, you know, do you go shoot? Do you go tackle? Do you go as defensive line? Does can't see a pick here. It doesn't seem like he fits what they do. They drafted a first round uh, defensive tackle last year out of Georgia. Again, like this is where the draft gets kind of gross for me, honestly. And there's someone that is going to be a reach in my estimation. Like, yeah. so don't love it. Don't love it. Don't love it at all. What about, but I, I would player? say Kincaid, like, cause like I'm looking at my tier two right now. Kincaid's in there. The three tackles are there, two edge rushers are there, and I guess if you're looking for a playmaker and you like him, you know people comp him to Kelsey all the time. Yeah, you know, and good young, you know, good young tight end to go with the uh, young quarterback. Let's do it. Absolutely. Let's go, Dalton yeah. Kincaid at 13. All right, Tennessee now back on the clock at 14 after our trade down with them. Uh, what about Broderick Jones here, uh, or or Darnell Wright? I think Broderick Jones, like I have a higher grade on Darnell Wright. This seems like a little bit of a reach for me. Again, like I think he's more of like a 16 to 25 player. But I will say that, um, you know, in drafts like this, people get reach for. And if it's a high position of need, which it is, Darnell Wright has position flexibility. I think he's an explosive, nasty guy who's inconsistent in the run game, but very high highs in terms of like pancakes, knockdowns, highlight reel type plays. So, I could see Darnell Wright going here for sure. All right, let's go Darnell Wright. Uh, Jets on the clock at 15. They also need a tackle. Um, do you go, again, Broderick Jones, obviously, is the, probably the best guy on the board, or do you do something else uh, on the defensive side of the ball for them? Yeah, so to me, Nolan Smith screams this pick. Like, just a guy with super high pass rush upside, amazing juice, position flexibility, defensive head coach. Like, I like him a lot here, and... I think that fits Robert Sala's vision of this defense. You want pass rushers, and he is a very good explosive football player who, you know, everyone talks about, you know, the top couple of guys, edge rushers having high upside. <clears throat> I think Nolan Smith has tremendous upside, so I would feel great about them taking this guy here. All right, let's go Nolan Smith, and I feel like this is a good point, Logan, to say if you're watching us on YouTube, make sure that you like and subscribe, uh, and, and I say the like part because we're about to pick the, for the commanders, and I don't want people hitting a thumbs down if they don't like our pick. Uh, so let's get to it. 16 Washington commanders on the clock. The board per PFF has Bijan Robinson, Kalijah Kansi, Brian Branch, Miles Murphy, Deontay Banks, Michael Mayer, Broderick Jones, Joey Porter Jr. as the top players available. Other guys to consider: Anton Harrison, Emmanuel Forbes, Lucas Van Ness. Uh, wh what's what's the situation here? Is there anybody one that you are dying to take, and two, if not, is there anybody that you think someone else would be dying to take that we could engineer a trade for Washington? Yeah, I think the only guy that people would be considering is Bijan Robinson or Kalijah Kansi. Um, 
yeah, and I don't think Washington has made it very uh, has made it clear they're not really super interested in either one of those players. So um, I think ideally we've talked about this before. You want to trade back, but I, I I'm not sure at 16, given the way the board's fallen, you're going to be able to find a trade back partner. And what I mean by that is. Like if Will Levis is here, there's quarterback on the board. Bijan Robinson, quarterback, people can kind of make their decision, right? Kalijah Kansi, I think, has got, you know, an exceptional football player, but he's not overly high upside, right? So who do you pick here? Like what's the selection? And I think if you have to pick at 16, I think you're picking an offensive lineman. And if I had to and if I had to guess, I would say they're probably going Harrison out of uh out of Oklahoma. You know, and and it kills me because I think that you can get good tackle value in like the mid twenties, but if you can find a trade partner, I think you want to take it, but I don't know if anyone's coming up here at this point. So they've got based off their models for whatever reason, Jacksonville being interested, which is one of my favorite teams to try to engineer a trade with for Washington. Um, If I can get 16 for 24 and 56, like this says I can. Yeah. Like I am. I think you do a backflip. A heartbeat. I it just like who who do they want to come up for would be my question. You know what I mean? Like Yeah, I'll even I'll even to try to make it a little more fair, throw in one ninety three, yeah. uh, even though I probably don't have to to get this trade accepted. Um are they coming up for Cansey? Are they coming up for probably not for Robinson? Uh who else? That's is, what I'm saying. It's like who would they come up for? Brian may, Branch? Potentially? Maybe maybe one of the edge well they no, they took Trayvon Walker last year. I don't know. They could go another guy. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's when you go through the list, you know, San Diego, maybe Bijan Robinson. I will say that's the good thing about Bijan Robinson is he he is a tier one player at a position of low value, and someone might do something dumb and trade up for him. I don't think people will do that, but let's say they did it and they they trade up. Let's Let's just work that trade. Jacksonville said it's a guard, center, edge, DB. Um, Yeah, the the positions that they've got their needs for. So we doing this this Jacksonville trade. I guess so, just because that would be easier for us. But uh, and what I say, I'll throw in one ninety three just for fun. Offer trade, okay. So, so they now... trade up, and I would say maybe they would take Brian Branch here. That seems a little high for him. Um, yeah, Brian Branch, I guess. Like I guess. again, this this is a weird. Again, this is I think a really good iteration for the fans listening for Washington of why this pick spot can be really really dicey. Because if there's nobody here worth trading up for, you're going to have to stick and pick. And I think you're sticking picking for an offensive lineman just because it's always better to have big guys. But you could also be in a weird situation where you're drafting Lucas, Lucas Van Ness at 16 and you just got to deal with it because needs are, are kind of gone at this point. I would also consider drafting Branch here. I know PFF likes him a lot more and you know, than, than most people do. I know you're not as this, like this I, I like high him. on him. Yeah. I like him. But like, if you tell me he's the nickel guy, um, kind of a safety nickel hybrid, you know, and play that Buffalo nickel. I, that to me is like a position they need a starter at. Yeah. So yeah. Like, can they run back, you know, some version of Percy Butler, Cam curl, um, and who am I missing, uh, in their defensive backfield? Derek Forrest. Yes. But I think Brian Branch is probably an upgrade over one of those, you know, over either Forrest sure. or uh, Butler. So if I can add, and especially like if I that puts you know some more versatility between Branch and Cam playing deep versus that Buffalo spot, like I would probably Branch would have been my pick there if we had to stick. Yeah. Uh, and I think he's going to be the pick for Jacksonville here based off that DB need. So yeah. we'll go Brian Branch at sixteen. All right, uh, let's try to speed up a little bit and get yeah. to the commander's pick at 24. Uh, Steelers on the uh, clock. Maybe Broderick Jones here. Yep, that makes sense to me. Uh, everyone wants to do Joey Porter Jr. for legacy, but we're going to go Broderick Jones. Lions on the clock. Uh, I think Kalijah Kansi would be a nice fit here. They have a big kind of nose run-stuffing player. Pair him with um, you know, Aiden Hutchinson, I think, with pass rush upside. Change your defense. Yeah. Like that. Yep. All right. Tampa 19. Oh, uh, shoot. Maybe I think everything. Yeah. I think Miles Murphy would be interesting here. They need defensive line, obviously. Um, offensive tackle. I don't think there's anybody. Tight end. Michael Meyer would be here. This seems a little bit high for him. For me, um, 
quarterback, tight end, all line, D line, safety. You're not taking any of those guys. So I think go D line. I think Miles Murphy, I could definitely see him fit in there. All right. Big rangy edge rusher. And you're at Seattle. The ultimate wild card here. I do think that um They just traded Rashad Penny. Yeah, I was gonna say Bijan might this this feels like a Seattle thing, right? Like just you traded him. They don't kind of do the analytics thing in the draft as much. They really lean into their evaluations hard. And, you know, the, their need, according to PFF, is guard, center, D-line. I don't know. Maybe Lucas Van Ness. That would be the other guy I would think about going with here, um, yeah. potentially, because he's big. He can play multiple spots. They really need to show up their we took, we took Tyree Wilson, though, for them at five. So if that's Yeah, but case. I'm saying, like, maybe you go double up here. I don't know. But uh, I, I, let's go B. John Robinson just for fun, because I, I, I could definitely see it happening. All right. Uh, skip Miami because they forfeited the pick. 21 LA Chargers. They, wide receiver, linebacker, corner. Now's I'm where sure it feels like some of the corners could start to go. Yeah, I think I'm sure they're pretty pissed that, um, you know, uh, whatchamacallit, Bijan's off the board because they could have replaced their guy. Yeah, um, who wants to trade. I guess I mean, my, my number one guy is Deontay Banks. And if they need a corner who's fast and athletic and physical, they run a lot of cover three match like we do. And I think Deontay Banks fits that scheme very well. So I would probably take if they need Banks over Porter Jr.? I think so, yeah. Okay. Deontay Banks. Sorry, Washington uh, slash Maryland fans. Uh, That was also my favorite guy. All right. Ravens at 22. Wide receiver. What is it? Edge? I can't see. Edge corner. Yeah, edge and corner, according to them. Oh, Joey Porter Jr. does feel a little bit like what they've had. The super physical long corners that can get up in your face and play press man. Yeah, they do a lot of man. Who's who's the best edge player on the board? Uh, best edge player on the board, according to PFF, is going to be Lucas Van Ness. Oh, that feels like such a Baltimore pick, doesn't it? Just a gritty, golly. If they did, or Will McDonald here would be also very interesting. It's a little high, but uh, what do you think, Craig? I, I don't really have a strong inclination of what they need. I know they need a guard. Osiris Torrens here would be potentially interesting. That seems feels, high. Feels a little high. Um, I would say either Van Ness or Porter Jr. Uh, I'll let you make the call. I'm going to go Joey Porter Jr. In part because that makes our lives harder at 24. And you know, yeah. this run on corners, all of a sudden it's like, oh, well, shoot. We wanted one of those. All I right, kind 20- of think Quentin Nelson here would be really interesting just because they have kind of their true guy in Justin Jefferson. And when you have athletic upside and traits and they can't Who did you say? Quentin Nelson? Quentin, uh, Quentin Johnson. Quentin I thought you Johnson. said Quentin Nelson. I was like, they're trading nope. for yeah. uh, the Colts, no, Colts all-pro right guard. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, Johnson's Johnson's definitely interesting for Minnesota here um, to try to replace Thielen at that X position. Yeah, I think so. Um, all right, let's do it. Uh, and here we are. I'm going to say you like you like that more than Addison for them. I do. I think Addison's a good player. I just have some concerns about his size. And I think I, I you know with receiver, I've just seen big physical receivers and what they can do. And if he can figure it out, Quentin Johnson, like he's going to be an absolute murderer in that offense. An offense that's really good about finding. You know, like much like San Francisco, catch and run opportunities for receiver, and there is no better catch and run guy in this draft than Quentin Nelson. Quentin okay. Johnson. Plus, like Quentin uh, Nelson. plus, plus, he just keeps getting to wear purple, which is nice for him. Commanders now back on the clock at twenty-four. Some of the corners: Banks, Porter Jr. gone. You still got Van Ness. You still got Forbes. So just and so Anton Harrison now looks like a lot easier pill to swallow. Yeah, Anton Harrison definitely seems like my guy. Just so fans know, like in terms of tiers, the only tier two players left on my list are Anton Harrison and Lucas Van Ness. So I think I would probably go just based on my tier system with one of those players. Anton Harrison fits a need, played right and left tackle. Really good pass protector, not overly physical um, in the run game, which is a little bit of a concern. Like I would have probably preferred right or um, what you would call it. I think a lot of people – I saw a crazy mock draft the other day that had um, Dewan Jones as the second tackle off the board. So if that's something you're valuing, that kind of physical nature in the run game, maybe you reach for him here. Um, you know, another guy that's interesting is Matthew Bergeron. But <clears throat> according to my evaluation, I think Anton Harrison's the guy. Yeah, this is where I struggle because I really would love for them to take Bergeron in the second round, but this is like this is the game, right? Can yeah. you actually plan for that? 
Yeah. Right. And you like, can't. what are your other options? Right. If it's not Bergeron, is there another guy you like later that is close enough that would justify you taking Emmanuel Forbes here or taking Lucas yeah. Van Ness here? Um, the Harrison other thing feels is like, like the, sa- the safe pick, but could you trade back again? I know we did this the other day, but like that would be my other opportunity here. Like, and again, this is this is a really good indication of how the draft feels. Like, could you trade back with somebody potentially? But but who's trading players? up for what? Does you know? So are, I, I is was, Dallas willing to trade up with you in the division to take Michael Mayer? So I was going to say Anton Harrison is the best tackle remaining. They have Joe Burrow. He's also the best pass protector. Their right tackle blew out his knee, bad. Um, I think it was like ACL, PCL, MCL. So he's probably not playing this year. I don't know what he was doing, training something. So would they be willing to trade up for Harrison? I don't know. Yeah. Or Michael Mayer? They're not interested. According to this, no. How about, uh, um, so let's call the Bills. Let's see if they want to trade up for a good pass protecting right tackle. All right. Uh, Bills, 27. They're not really interested in in this pick. It's like how many, how many, what does Kansas City want? Kansas City want? Let's see what Kansas City's interested. Probably yeah, not either. They're, but yeah, they're, they've got teams interested as the Cowboys and the Eagles. So, All right. So if I'm the Eagles, who'd they pick it? They picked uh, Paris Johnson. Yeah, we had him take Oh, So that's a legitimate thing. They might want to trade up for Lucas Van Ness. Like, he fits what they want to do. He's a big, strong, physical guy, pocket collapser. I, I could see that happening for sure. So you'd probably do 30 and 94. Yeah, I'm down with that. Because, like, again, I, I want to make – yeah, let's trade back. Let's do it again. Okay. Sorry, everybody. Uh, yeah, you thought you were going to get making, it. You thought, you thought we were making a pick. Uh, alas. All right, so you say that for Van Ness. I say Van Ness for sure there. Yeah, that fits All right. nicely. Uh, Giants, then who do they go with? I think Maybe Jordan Addison, Addison here. Yeah, I, I think agree. that feels right. Cowboys, Michael Mayer seems Mayer, like a yeah. one. Yeah. Uh, Bills at 27. Probably Anton Harrison or Osiris Torrance, I think would be interesting. And it seems a little high for me, but if they want a big guard, keep in the pocket, that feels like the right kind of fit for me. You All know, right. Osiris, Osiris Torrance, Torrance. Bengals. I think Anton Harrison, All unfortunately. Right. And then you got the Saints the on the Saints. clock. Guard, center, defensive lineman, corner. Yeah, scroll down a little bit. Let's see if the edge rushers. Go to the edge edge list. We got edge rushers. We got McDonald, Undike Uzoma. Scroll down. I think Adabarwe for them is really interesting, but he's ranked 56. He's an interesting guy for them because inside, will, outside. They will take guys like, I mean, Marcus Davenport, talked about that, yeah. Eval was all over the place, and they took him super high. That's This is a team that I think is like got Keon White written all over them. That's a big reach for them. Keon White's still getting mocked in the first round, but he fits that defensive edge profile for them. So it's like too on the nose to even be a thing. You know what I mean? It's like he is Marcus Davenport. He's um, Jordan uh, Cameron Jordan. Like he is that player, and so like do we want to kind of go for a reach here? And, and I, do it? I would say yeah. I think like that's that's a good fit for them. All right, which then leaves us with a choice of Forbes, McDonald, Dewan Jones. Um, doing something crazy for Jameer Gibbs in the first round. Yeah. I would um, probably go here. I would probably go. I don't think he fits exactly what they want to do. I just think his upside's really good. And I think there's a lot of corners in the second round. We've just picked up some more draft capital. I would say Dewan Jones, I think. If I had a gun to my head, I had to make this pick. That's probably the direction I would go. He's played some left, mostly right. Yeah, uh, he can. He, so there are people who think he can do both. I think he's more of a right guy, but I think that's one of the benefits of getting a um, Wiley in free agency is that you can move him to guard. You, you know, you can do some stuff there. Um, this edge rusher, I love him. Super bendy. Uh, Will, Will McDonald, McDonald. The fourth. He's fantastic. I just think I'd probably go. I already submitted the pick, so we're going oh, to Juan Jones. Yeah, but I think so. But, I, I feel good about that. Yeah, but and then for, McDonald goes to to Kansas City Kansas for City. us to go in the or to finish out the first round. Jeez, man, that was tough. And I think again, I'm really glad we did this because I think it shows you after like the first 5 to 6 picks, there's not like a lot of top end talent, so you're kind of in a little bit of a no man's land. So I I really think for this team, for the Commanders, it is imperative, imperative that they get out of 16. 
just based on their team needs and based on the value of the draft. Um, you know, I just think that's the way they got to go. And I, I, I'm really happy with Dewan Jones. I think there's a lot of people that really, 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 really like him and think he's got a, like the highest upside of the class. I'm not sure Ron's betting on upside this year the way, you know, maybe he did in the past, but I like the player. So let me ask you this. Do you, I don't remember exactly what we picked up, um, but do you like where we're at with Dewan Jones versus just staying put and taking Branch at 16? I do. I think it fits more needs. I think they're higher on Percy Butler than we are in the media. You know, I think Derek Forrest had a good year last year. I think Cam Curl's a good football player. You know, you might get a depth piece. And, you know, I've been talking to Kime and some other people. And, and, you know, there's this school of thought that because of how the college game is shifted, right, to this kind of spread, those nickel overhang players, there's like a surplus of them and later in the draft. So do I want to reach on a guy like that in the first round, kind of like running back a little bit, like it's just such a deep class for that overhang player. Um, so I, I think that's good. You get a, you get a starting caliber player. Um, he's the fifth guy on my board, which I'm okay with. Cause I don't think the discrepancy, and I think he fits this run first vision for the team in a, in a, in a nice way. So I think that's another reason I like him a little bit better than Harrison. Now, if Harrison had been, if it's Harrison and Jones at 30, I probably go Harrison because I think he's going to be a more consistent pro. Uh, but then in the second round, you've got a whole bunch of corners. You've got edge rushers. We picked up some draft capital. Um, and I think that's the way to do it. We just get a lot of bites at the apple. I know I've said that before, but if, if Washington does this and this is the result of this draft, I think you feel very, very confident um, with the direction of the team and that they're going to get some good football players. Yeah, I like this. I like it more if, you know, at 24, when we traded down the first time, we can take banks. Um, or, yeah. you know, a corner, right? But that's, but that's the thing though, right? Like we've talked about is, is that's the risk of trading back. And that's why you really got to trust your tiered system at a high level. Cause like right. we were, we were, we were at 24, right? 24, yeah. <clears throat> yeah. So the guys on our board were that were in that second tier were Lucas Van Ness and Anton Harrison. Yeah. And you know, is, do we want to overvalue it? We could have gone Van Ness at 24. That would have been a good outcome. I think. Yeah. Um, or Harrison know, at 24 would have been a good outcome. Yeah, totally. Um, but just trade back again. And Jones, Jones isn't bad. It's just, I like, I don't know, maybe I'm getting stuck on the Syracuse thing, uh, for, no, for I, I in the I, second round, but it's also cause you said the other day, he's like the most commanders player in the draft. And I'm like, and I think that's how do you exactly get that corner right. first? If you yeah. like him, I mean, cause I think the other, other way we could have done this is just go ahead and take Deontay banks at 16. It's a little rich. Yeah. Um, but you take banks at 16 and then hope that, whether it's whether it's Bergeron or you know, shoot, Dewan Jones might still be available for you at, at forty seven. This um, is a little bit of a reach, yeah, absolutely. That could that could certainly have been a, a good play as well. But that's it. That's our mock draft two point uh, We will be back with some reaction. Uh, actually, are we going to do something Friday morning? Quick reaction to the the first pick. Sure, if you want. Yeah. We All can right, do let's do it. So we'll uh, we'll come back with a, a prod on Friday. Uh, can't promise exactly what time it'll be out, but this is why you subscribe wherever you are listening or watching right now. Uh, draft begins tomorrow night, eight o'clock on the Team Nine Eighty on our Odyssey Sports YouTube page. Uh, hope you enjoyed the mock. Let us know what you think in the comments if you're watching on YouTube, and we'll see you next time on Take Command.